Western thinker like you are, being a Baptist, and I don't mean Western like Calvin's, I mean in the Western hemisphere, and I would think they have a totally different mindset on things. A Middle Eastern uh, mindset is a little bit different. Let me give you an example of that thinking. Number one, when someone comes under your house here in Texas, they are responsible for how they act. Can someone say amen to In other words, someone comes into your house and punches a hole in your wall, you're probably going to tell them, in Eastern thought, okay, especially Job's time frame. He came under your house, he was now under your protection to the point where you pretty much took care of all things between the gold and the lake, right? So he was under your protection for a very, very long time. So that's an extreme example, but there's been known cases of that. So uh, you read in the book of Genesis and you get Lot who takes in two strangers. We know from reading the book of Genesis there are angels Of 
of God, and God is punishing us. And that's the deal. We're going to put the rest in So far, you can live your life in some things. He shall deliver you from six troubles. Christian, the Holy Spirit, God's action, 
said, what's the third one right there? The third one is, is you are full of the Word of God. You are the one who inhales and exhales God's Word. You're the one who breathes it. You're the one who speaks it. You're the one who teaches it. You're the one that shares it with this very law of God's Word. Let me talk to you a little bit quickly now. I know I'm already running out of time. What about the power of the Word of God? I am amazed at how powerful His Word is. Demon, the demonite, Omar, Zephyr, Gitan, and Kenai. Now, them 
because the concubine is Eliphaz. So he is married a concubine. He's not even really married to her. It's a girlfriend. It's somebody that is can't really, and now if you understand what a concubine is, it's not somebody to produce an heir. It's somebody that was part of the harem, or somebody that was part of the royal family, but it really couldn't produce an heir. That's what a concubine is. So now Timna was a concubine of Eliphaz, he saw son, and she bore Amalek. Now some of you know who Amalek is, right? Amalek, all kinds of problems with him right there. He bore Amalek to Eliphaz. And now maybe we'll begin to understand that Eliphaz really is an idolater. These are the sons of Ada, Ishuaz, So let's take a look at the deliverance. Number one, I'm running out of time, so I'm going to move really quick here. The famine. God delivers us from famine. Now, famine in a biblical context does not always mean food. Though I believe, and I'm going to put it out there as a Baptist preacher who claims not to be a prophet, but I believe one of the next things we're going to see is a famine. I believe it's going to be there, and I believe that you should take steps to be ready for it. Am I saying start boarding food? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying get ready and start trusting in God. He's the one who provides. He's the one who takes care of us. And I don't know about you, but I believe in His Word. He will never leave me, nor will He forsake me. And His Word also tells me that the children of a righteous man are never seen begging bread. Somebody say amen. So I want to trust in that. Famine, however, in a biblical context, doesn't always mean food. Sometimes it means famine for the Word of God. Some of you know what I'm talking about here. Check it out. Psalm 13, 18, 19. Behold, I, the Lord, is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy, to deliver us both from death and to keep them alive in famine. Why? Because if you're God's child, God takes care of you. It's God's business to take care of you. It's your business to let God do the taking care of us. Come on, say amen. We often confuse that. Say, I need to take care of God. I need to take care of God's people. I need to take care of what people think about God. You don't have to take care of what people think about God. God can take care of Himself. He's big enough to create the world. He's big enough to change somebody's way of thinking. He can use you to do it. Next slide. 37, 19, the book of Psalms, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied, because we are God's people. He will take care of us. Next slide. Psalm 37, 25, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. That's what I'm holding on to. I am one of those that believe God will call my wayward son back home. And I hold on to it. And I pray for it every day. God, don't you let him go. God, hold on to him. God, bring him back. And I hold on to it every day. I want to encourage you if you're a mama or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa, if you've got a wayward child somewhere, don't you stop praying for him. Pray every day. Don't stop praying. Keep on, keep on, keep on praying because God can do anything. Next slide. Standing for the word, though, is really what we're getting into. First Samuel 3, verse 1. Then the boy Camille, Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. They're trying to sell you fake bread of God, if you know what I mean. There are people out there trying to give you sweetened versions of the bread of God. God's bread is not cake. God's bread is not pancake. God's bread is not sweet. 
thinking. God's bread is life-sustaining, life-giving. It is nurturing, and it's from God and God only. Come on, say amen. That's what we're looking for in God's word. Next slide. Amos 8.11. Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Lord.
destroy the destruction that lays waste to the human. You don't have to be afraid of COVID. My Bible tells us that His perfect love casts out all fear. We don't need to live in fear. We are God's children, destroyers, more than conquerors. If God be for us, who can be against us? We can go on and on and on. If God wills it, it will be
Him as Savior, and you need to get right with Him, or else He won't be delivered. He will not shed His love upon you because you're not His only begotten Son. Would you willing to do that kind of have to say, Pastor, I am a Christian, but I need to get it right with God. Whatever the case may be, we're going to have a very short prayer and a very short invitation. Just come to see us. We're going to ask you to come. We're going to please rise to your feet. Let's pray again. Father, we come down. Jesus, saying, Thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is quick and powerful and strong for the enemy to your sword. And I pray even now, Father God, you take thought to the enemy of the Lord God and you to come right with you. Any souls here need to be saved by you. And Father, any souls that need to come back home. Again, now, we just promise God, we can not bless us and take charge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come with your sins. Read on me. Just a verse or two. Would you come? You can't wait. He's spoken to you. Come on. Don't let the devil tell you that God really cares. He's saying it. Come on.